Hi, and welcome to the Ask Megan Show. On this show, New York City Ballet principal dancer Megan Fairchild answers your most pressing questions about ballet. My name is Kimberly Falker, and I am the host of the Balancing Point podcast, where I uncover all things ballet. But on this show, Megan and I came together with this idea to provide you with a resource. And I do hope that you're enjoying what we've been able to provide to the hundreds of dancers who have already called and written in, and their parents. (laughs) And if you are a dancer or the parent of a dancer, you are well aware that we are in the middle of summer intensive audition season. So if you are looking for a resource, a guide, somewhere to find out more information about everything that has to do with summer intensive audition season, then I have a resource for you. I have recently published an ebook called The Secrets to Successful Auditions, and you can find this on Amazon. And in this book, not only do I lay out every detail to making the audition season less stressful and more successful, but I've also provided you with a unique bonus chapter where you will be able to read specific audition advice from some of the top professionals in the world. So if you're interested in picking up a copy of this ebook, head over to Amazon where you can search under my name or under the title of the book, and it will be sent to you on your Kindle, on your laptop, or on your phone even. So be sure to take advantage of this guidebook before your next audition. And with that, let's go ahead and get started with today's episode of the Ask Megan Show. Hey Megan, I'm a ballet teacher at a small studio in a small town. I trained in L.A. and New York in the 1970s and 80s with some of the amazing greats of the 20th century dance world, and I'm so grateful to those teachers. Their corrections, their movement quality, their demands are part of the way that I teach students each day. I have heard you mention your own teaching and wonder if you'd share what you think are the most important words of encouragement and caution that you give to your students. What will students remember us saying to them 30 years from now? Thank you for your generosity to your podcast audience. This is such an amazing resource. Amy, thanks so much for recording in. I'm glad you feel the podcast is helpful. I love getting feedback from listeners. I think the first thing I always say um, to students are more technical things to avoid injury. If I ever end up giving a lengthy speech in class, it usually has to do with the dangers of overturning out. Everyone is so eager to be perfect, but you have to work with what you have. In time, you can work on your flexibility and strengthen your hips to inch your toes back a few more degrees. But there is nothing more painful for me to watch as a teacher than when students think that flat turnout is a way to be impressive. I actually think it makes a dancer look more amateur because it's not sustainable as a professional. I always tell my students that there are many successful ballerinas that don't have flat turnout. And it's really true. It's not It's not all about that. Um, if you are experiencing a lot of torque in your feet while they are turned out on the floor, then you are probably not properly holding your turnout from your hips. Signs of this are when the student is gripping at the bar for dear life and also when they are rolling on their big toe or bunion. Your foot should be flat on the ground and the turnout comes from the hips. If it goes unaddressed and you get into a company and you get a big workload, you could end up with stress fractures in your metatarsals. I actually suffered from a couple years of chronic pain in those bones until I properly figured out how to strengthen my hips so that I wasn't torquing my feet on the ground to reach the level of turnout I wanted. There are six external rotators um, 
that are basically in your tush. <laughs> and when you strengthen these, you're strengthening the muscles that support turnout. The best exercises I learned to strengthen these muscles were exercises where you actually work in parallel. Once you can properly do plies in parallel without holding onto the bar on one leg with the knee going over the toes, then you will have stronger hips when you try to do the same thing turned out. Flexibility in the hips is important too, but I think most ballet students are already working on this and, stretch, and stretching in the frog position while on your stomach. Um, I know my friends and I all did that growing up, but it's like the ultimate test of turnout. But as you get older, you realize it's also about a lot of strength. Another thing I remind students about is to not worry about falling in class. The classroom is the place to make mistakes. If you don't try to push yourself there, where can you take proper risk? Ballet, ballet class is where you want to go for broke. You want to extend and expand yourself to see if you can travel just a little further, turn out a little bit more, or use your head in a new way. I think oftentimes the culture of ballet class is so many corrections that the students can easily feel afraid to move. I have experienced this myself. I think it's important to instill good technique and good habits, but you also want to inspire your dancers to move with a sense of freedom and abandonment. It is not fun watching someone do something that looks limited. They should travel on their PK turns and they should cover and eat up space. Um, and when you take risks like this and stretch yourself out in that way, sometimes you fall. Um, falling is something Balanchine never frowned upon, and neither do any of us now in the company. It means you're pushing the boundaries. In fact, we used to applaud in company class if someone fell. <laughs> so I try to make sure no one feels ashamed to do this when I teach. Um, the last thing I always say is to not compare yourself to others. In the end, everyone has something special and unique to their dancing, and actually from the audience, those are the ways you become more memorable. If everyone is picture perfect and the same, there is really nothing special to take away from that person's individual dancing. Everyone should always work on all aspects of their dancing, but what I am saying is you shouldn't be shy if you have something that stands out or that is different. That can be your defining trait in the end. Um, so I always encourage students to embrace their uniqueness and not be ashamed of it. Um, so I guess to sum it up, don't overturn out, don't be worried to fall, and uh, don't be afraid to be a little different. Thanks so much for your question. Well, I hope you liked this show. If you did, please take a moment to stop by iTunes and leave us a rating and review. If you would like to have your question featured here on the show, just head on over to balancingpoint.com. You can record directly there by going to the Ask Megan tab and following the easy directions. You can also keep in touch with me by following me on Instagram at mfairchild17, Twitter at fairchildmegan, or at my website meganfairchild.com. I'd like to give a huge thank you to Kimberly Fokker, the host of Balancing Point, for inspiring me and helping me make this idea come true. See you guys next Monday. Until then, happy dancing.